This is the Comedy Reject Podcast with your host, Sterling Scott. Hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast, sponsored by Scarborough's Finest and brought to you by TaylorMadeRadio.ca. Make sure you check out TaylorMadeRadio.ca for not only the Comedy Reject Podcast, but for many other amazing entertaining shows. With that being said, Let's start the show. How's it going, people? How are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you ready? Have you already tasted a little bit of freedom? Have you gone for a run? Have you met a friend? Have you banged somebody already? That's right. The lockdown in Edmonton, Alberta, and most of Canada has started to lift now. And in Alberta, it started on uh, May 14th. And uh, the people are out, man. It's interesting to see how it's going to go down. Bars are operating at 50% capacity as long as they still are able to do social distancing. And uh, also outdoor events, outdoor events, which I did not know, have now gone up where you can do uh, up to 50 people as long as you're practicing social distancing. So I want to know, man, for all the people that went out on the first days, what was it like? You know, were you excited? Are you happy? Uh, Are you nervous? What's going on out there? What's the world like on the outside? Because I got to be honest, I ain't, uh, I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not ready for it yet. I'm going to let you guys uh, get out there and be the test subjects before (laughs) I get out there. Because I don't... I mean, I'm not even insulting you guys. I don't have the balls. I don't have the balls to be out there right now. So for all you maniacs out there who needed this, let me know how it's been on the outside, man. Because the city has now reopened and they're doing like a five-stage thing of opening things back up. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I've seen a lot of new, cool, innovative things, though. Shout out to my friend uh, Norm Shaw and Lars Kaliu. What they've done was brilliant. What they figured out was they can't do no shows inside, so they started doing backyard comedy shows. And it was brilliant. Backyard comedy shows. They would go to people's houses, and uh, they would sit on their porch And the people practicing social distancing and standing outside would have the, this is what I mean when I say that in dark times that you could still find how to make something positive out of it. Shout outs to you guys because you guys didn't sit down and complain and and say, oh, woe is me. You got out there and you figured out a new lane. And I hope honestly, even after social distancing, that every summer that you guys have this backyard and fire pit comedy show going. It's unique. It's amazing. In fact, if you are listening and you are in Edmonton, Alberta, look up Norm Shaw or Lars Kaliu and book them for a show. Bring them to your backyard and and get them to perform for you guys because it, they're amazing comedians. Uh, in fact, Lars is the one of the uh, few comedians who I will even give the title of mentor to because when I started out in this comedy game, he was the one who took me on my very first gig. And I can tell you right now that uh, seeing him flourish and grow, I, I'm here for it, man. And... Uh, Oof, 
thinking about that first gig. Uh, So here's why I have a lot of respect for this guy. Uh, My very first road gig was with him. And he doesn't know me very well at the time. And he was driving this beautiful BMW. He takes me down to Calgary to do a comedy show. And when we get down there, uh, they offer us some food and some drinks. And, you know, the common payment for open mic comedians back in those days is a drink ticket and possibly food. And so we're heading home. And I don't know, man. I got the rumbly tumblies. You know what I mean? That uh, that feeling in your stomach that lets you know you're about to lose a pair of pants. And I looked at him and I go, um, the next bathroom uh, that comes up, can you uh, pull over to it? And he's like, okay, the next bathroom is 30 kilometers away. And I was like, I'm not going to make 30 kilometers. And so I- I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to hold it. And... Um, I was sweating, sitting in this guy's BMW leather heated seats in the front seat, trying not to tell him how bad I got to go. And then I just had it. I go, listen, man, I got to go. And we're on the highway heading back to Edmonton. And for anybody that's taken that drive down Highway 2, you will know this. Once you pass Airdrie, it's just a straight, flat run. And there was no bathroom. There was nowhere to go. And so I'll never forget this, man. I had to jump out of his car. I was wearing baby blue shirt, hat, and shoes. And I had to jump out of the car and stand in a field that I'm just no barriers. There's no blocking me, nothing. I'm just standing out in the field. I was so embarrassed. I took my shirt and I put it over my head and I dropped trout and I shit in the field. I shit in the field right in front of this guy on my very first road gig. And uh, he he threw me toilet paper. He didn't have toilet paper. He was throwing napkins <laughs> to me and people are honking and laughing I am the most embarrassed I have ever been. And then I had to get back in his car and sit there quietly for three hours. The first day this guy meets me, I have to shit in the field and then sit next to him for three hours in his luxury BMW. And you know what? He never told a soul. He didn't say anything about it. He didn't even make me feel awkward about it. And, uh, Thank you for that. So, Lars, if you're listening, uh, I appreciate you for that. Thank you for being a mentor and a friend. And uh, thank you for letting me back in your car after I shit on the side of the road in Calgary. But, yeah, shout out to you guys doing your backyard uh, comedy shows. That's very amazing. and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, that flourish and grow. Speaking of shows... I know a lot of people have been asking me, uh, Sterling, now that comedy clubs are opening back up, when are you going to be back out there? And I got to tell you, baby, I got some dates. Yeah. I don't know exactly when uh, the official date will be, but I do have some headlining dates at some major clubs coming up all over Western Canada. So, 
look out for that. Okay, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'm going to be back on stage, people. Now, it's not a lot of shows. Uh, it's probably going to be, you know, uh, because, of course, we don't have that many comedy clubs and that many stuff. Um, I'm just excited to be back out. But uh, it won't be until either late June or July, though. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. It's not It's not necessarily because of the bookings that I'm going to start in late June and July. It's because I just want to see how this first couple of weeks goes, man. I want to see how these first couple of weeks goes with the comedians because they're going to have to learn and adjust and grow as they go along. And I'll be damned if I'm the first one out there. Cause like, what are you going to do about like, I mean, the virus is spread through droplets. We understand that we're going to be performing in a place where people have to laugh and, and comedians share microphones and all kinds of shit. So, uh, I'm going to let them figure that out and make the adjustment. And then when it comes down to when you guys have just perfected it, when will that be? Huh? When do you think that'll be? That's right. When I'm back. And then you guys will feel safe. It'll be stepped up. Who knows? Even the virus may even be have gone down by then. But one thing's for sure. I'm coming back to the stage in the next couple of months, headlining in a lot of of the cities that you guys will uh, be living in in Western Canada. So I'm really excited about that. In the meantime, what I've been looking to do, much like how uh, my friends Norm Shaw and Lars Callio have figured out how to do uh, create their own lane with doing backyard comedy shows, uh, I'll let you guys in on a little secret, man. I have been building my own film studio, my own tiny, not no big one, not no Tyler Perry movie studios, but definitely my own tiny little studio and starting next uh, in a couple of weeks, you guys will also get a video element to the podcast. That's right. I'll be doing a video as well as audio. So now you can watch my stuff on YouTube, on tailormaderadio.ca, and every one of your major streaming platforms. And you can listen to me on all of them as well. And um, I don't know. I'm trying to do some new things. I'm trying to figure it out. Because like with comedy, the online platform hasn't really been figured out properly yet. Like nobody's got an exact formula to deliver comedy online that's been acceptable just yet. Because you got to understand that there's no crowd. Uh, you know, the delivery's kind of off still. Things are a little weird. But I firmly believe that after doing uh, my first performance, my first live performance, uh, and thank you for all the people that watched that one, my very first live performance um, using uh, Facebook Live uh it got a lot of good feedback, but I could see how I could make it better. And so I can tell you guys right now that uh, look out for a lot more, a lot more content, a lot more comedy, a lot more jokes that you can watch from the comfort of your home, sneeze free. That's right. You can giggle in your head. You can LOLs and uh, you don't have to worry about that guy next to you who didn't wash his hands giving you whatever the fuck disease is out there. So uh, look out for that. And I will be doing them live. Some I'll be doing recorded. Some I'll be doing live. And 
if you're a person listening to this podcast and you uh, want to perform in my studio, right? Here's what I'm going to do. All right. Here's how I'm going to make it fucking safe. What I'm going to do is this. You will come to the studio, right? It'll just be you and it'll just be me. I will go in, do the intro, right? And then uh, you go into the room. I exit the room. You exit the room. You go into the room. You do your performance. And I feel like we can, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot more to it when it comes down to the format and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to make it look. But I ain't going to give out all my goddamn secrets just right just yet, right? Uh, but it's definitely going to be something where I want to have poets. I want to have singers. I want to have comedians. I want to have rappers. I want to have uh, a lot more of the artist community uh, with a platform that they can use so that you guys can enjoy and be entertained at home. So please make sure you guys look out for that because that's coming to you guys in a couple of weeks. And I'm excited uh, to bring you guys all that amazing stuff, man. All right. So with all that going on, you think I don't have anything else happening? Well, you know how they say that uh, animals have been coming out more? Well, that's true. Because I had an encounter with a wolf. Yeah. I ain't even joking, people. I encountered a wolf. And at the end of it, one of us died. And since I'm recording the podcast, you can guess who that was. No, but I really did. Uh, Man, I hit a wolf, like an actual wolf. I hit a wolf and uh, it just destroyed my vehicle. And it was one of those things where it's like, this has got to be out of a movie. Because my car, I took it to the shop. And I just dropped $1,000 worth of repairs for this vehicle. And on the first day out, driving down the highway, what happens? A wolf who is eating a deer. That's right. This wolf was eating a deer. And it decided, I guess it was full. I guess it had finished. It had just tackled down this deer and had finished its meal. And it was crossing the street and it had got past my car. But when it saw my car, for some reason, it turned back and ran into the car. And I tried to swerve out of the way to avoid it, but it was too late. And uh, it ran up in the under uh, of the tire and bumper of the passenger side of my car. And, oh. Like, when I hit it, I, I swear I split this thing in two because I hit it right down the middle, and I could feel the car jump up, drop, and then smoke start shooting out from under the roof of my car. My radiator exploded. Antifreeze is everywhere. My axle is cracked. I'm on the side of the road, and uh, they pick up my car, and I'm still waiting to hear back, but I gotta tell you, I don't, uh, I don't think the car's gonna be. Uh, I don't think my car's gonna make it. And then I went and I took pictures. I'm gonna actually post pictures of this. So by the time you guys are are listening to this, I'm gonna post pictures and show you guys. I did. I hit an actual wolf, and it killed my car, and I killed the wolf. 
And uh, now I have no car, people. Now I have no car, but I guess it doesn't really matter because, well, I got to keep my ass at home anyways. So, but yeah, I killed a wolf. I killed White Fang. And it wasn't because he was being racist. Now, there was something that I posted the other day and it was, uh, it was just like a random question that was really an honest one, right? And the question was, and I want you guys' opinion on this, okay? Here's what the question was. Let me pull it up. I said, here's the question, people. If the max speed limit is 110 kilometers an hour, why is it legal to make cars that go 220 kilometers an hour? All right. That's a, and that's a, that's a, that's a real question. And I'm just like, like, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Like you guys just banned all these firearms because you felt that uh, they could kill a bunch of people because they can have so many bullets, yet you're going to have vehicles go a speed that they cannot legally drive at, and there's way more deaths per year due to vehicles than guns. So if we're doing things for the safety of society, why would you allow a vehicle to go that fast? And uh, some people on my Facebook wrote in, and of course, you know, the majority of people are like, the government needs his money. And uh, that's how we, that's how they control you, bro. And my, cons- my conspiracy theory people, uh, uh, this, this is just a lower form of control. Uh, one person actually had something that uh, was interesting. They were saying that a car that tops out at 110 kilometers an hour can't perform well at that speed. And uh, so they make it go 220 so that it drives well at 110. And at first I was like, okay, that makes sense. I get you. But then I'm like, wait, no, no. Because anybody who drives buses or trucks for companies, you guys have limiters on your vehicle that does not allow you to drive that vehicle faster than some of them are 80 some of them are 100 kilometers where they can't go faster than that so if you need the vehicle to perform well at 110 so you make it that it can go 220 why don't they just do like what they do with firearms in canada if the gun can shoot 25 bullets they make it where it can shoot 25 bullets but it's pinned to only shoot five so if you make your vehicle go to 220 and you don't want us to speed, why don't you just make it where all vehicles are limited to 110? You know, let me know what you guys think about that because it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me how you can promote and sell um, that this vehicle does something that it's not allowed to do. In every vehicle, I don't care if it's your grandma's minivan, that bad boy can do at least 160, and at 160, they take your license away and put you in jail. And grand-grandma ain't going to want to be in jail. She just wanted to bring the cookies to you faster. So let me know. Let me know what you guys think about that. I, I would love to, oh, for all you people who are new to the podcast, when you want to write in, it's quite simple, man. Just email me at thecomedyreject.com at gmail.com and uh 
ask away and I will read your question on the podcast. Uh, speaking of people who I wanted to uh, talk about on the podcast, I want to talk to the very limited amount of fans that I have right now. Because I know. I know who's listening. And uh, I want to let you guys know that I'm appreciative of you. Like super, super appreciative of you. And um, for example, I want to I wanna give a, an exact quote shout out uh, from a, a good entertainer and friend of mine, uh, Uzi La. He's an, a, an amazing singer here in the city of Edmonton. And his uh, quote was uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Love your podcast. So Uzi, if you're listening, thank you, man. I really appreciate the hell out of you. Like, I know I don't have a lot of listeners right now. You know what I mean? I don't have enough listeners to get in trouble for being... Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough listeners to, uh, to to get in trouble if we were all outside together. Basically, let's just say it like that. And uh, uh, Tyler, I want to let you know, I appreciate the hell out of you. Like... You, you 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 you're coming in every week, and you're 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 listening and you're commenting. I appreciate you, and Travis. I told you, I told you that uh, your comment that I was going to use it as a quote, and I really appreciated you. And uh, thank you guys for listening, man. I really appreciate you guys uh, listening. And uh, I don't know if you're listening, uh, Rochelle. If you're listening uh, at breakfast right now. And uh, I don't know if you are, because I, I know you do listen. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, but if you are listening, uh, thank you. All the way out in Toronto, tuning in while eating breakfast on lockdown, listening to this podcast. And it makes me so happy when you guys do that. So keep on listening. Keep on tuning in with me. I love you guys. Anyways, back to uh, what I was saying. Of building my studio, of my uh, question. Yeah, if the speed limit is only 110. And I know some people wrote in and they're like the Autobahn. The Autobahn's in fucking Germany, you idiots. Okay? We don't have the Autobahn. So obviously I'm not talking about that. All right? And then one jackass wrote, uh, my speed limit is 120. Listen, the point is, if the max speed limit is 110 and the car goes 220, why is that legal? So adding 10 kilometers onto the question doesn't fucking change it. Swear to God, some of you people, like, I don't understand how stupid you are. But anyways, now, uh, I was using uh, guns to talk about that question, um, which uh, that's another thing that I wanted to address. The Canadian government banned uh, AR-15 and AR-15-type-like firearms, and I know a lot of people were happy about that. And what I would like to hear from is somebody who actually has a gun license, all right? Because people who are saying that this was a good move, most of them don't have gun license. And this is why I don't want those people's opinion. Because if you have a fear of firearms, you're obviously going to say, yes, everything is bad. But people who have a firearms license in Canada... Do you know how ridiculously difficult it is to get that? I have a firearms license. In order to get a firearms license in Canada, first off, 
you cannot have been in a major relationship, uh, i.e. live with somebody or divorced within the last five years and get a firearms license. You can't have mental issues and have a firearms license. You can't have a criminal record and get a firearms license. You can't even be uh, have mental health issues and get a firearms license. And I'm talking over five years. So the government has to go through five years of your life. And if you have anything in that five years, they will ban you. So when you see somebody with a firearms license, that person is actually more safer than than the person without it because the government knows everything about that person and still gave them a gun. So when you get your gun license, there's a lot of reading that you have to do before you take that test. And so a lot of things that people are saying online are not facts. They're completely incorrect. They have zero clue what they're talking about. However, what I would like to hear is the perspective of somebody who agrees with this movement that owns a gun license. If you don't have a gun license, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about, all right? But if you do have a gun license and you're on the side of having them remove these firearms, please write in or even message me. Let's have a talk because uh, uh, I don't agree with it. I don't have no very good reason for wanting the guns. I'm not sitting out here acting like, oh, I want these guns because I hunt. No, I want the guns because I want the fucking guns, okay? And I don't give a shit if you guys are like, oh, why do you want them? That's my fucking business. That's my business and my right. So uh, if you are a person who's against uh, uh, guns and you own a gun license, I want to talk to you because I want to understand from the perspective of someone who's actually educated on guns, not some fucking moron on the street who doesn't know what they're talking about, all right? Uh, and if you can change my mind, I have a very open mind. If you can change my mind, I'm down to listen, okay? I'm down to listen because I can tell you right now, uh, I didn't like that move. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I don't think it's going to stand. I know a lot of people are petitioning and stuff, but we'll see how that works out. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you want guns? Then you can't fight. That has nothing to do with fighting. Because if you, have a, if you have a firearms license, you would understand that a firearm is not even allowed to use in self-defense, you idiot. See what I mean when I say you guys don't understand the laws? First of all, when you have a firearm, you're not even allowed to call it a weapon. It's called a firearm. Used only recreational for on-range activities. That's something that you guys obviously don't know if you don't have a license. Uh, and second of all, no, I can't fight, you fucker. <laughs> Not a single bit of me is trying to fight. I tell you one time, one of the biggest regrets I ever have is fighting. One time, I got my ass whooped by a girl. Yeah, I was in grade four. She was in grade eight. I'll never forget this. Uh, her name was Karen, funny enough. It was a black girl from Jamaica. And she was always rude to me. But I was trying to flirt with and hit on her younger cousin in my grade, Samantha. One day, Karen was being rude, and I was like not having it because Samantha was right there watching me. And um, so I decided to do, you know, if you could ever go back in time and change something that you regret, uh, this is what I would have changed. Because what I did in grade four was I looked at this grade eight Jamaican girl from Yad. 
And I said, what's wrong with you, you bitch? I tell you right now, I don't have many regrets in my life, but that's one of them. Because Karen kicked me so fucking hard in my stomach that I went, I didn't, I didn't even see the kick. She gave me that hardcore Jamaican soccer yard kick. And she hit me in the gut. And at first, in my head, I was like, you can't fight a girl. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to have that stigma of fighting a girl. But when she kicked me, she kicked the gender out of me. Because as soon as I got up, people looked at me like, they didn't look at me like, don't hit her. They looked at me like, you better do something. That bitch going to kill you. And I went and with all the strength, you ever throw that haymaker, guys, that, that your power move? I, I pulled that right hand back all the way. I touched the ground and I swang and I connected. And when I hit her, she did that thing in the movies where they just slowly look at you. And at that point, I realized, well, this is where I die. And Karen beat the fuck out of me until Samantha had to pull her off me. And I got to tell you, I never dated Samantha. Never worked out between us. And I think it's because I got my ass whooped by her cousin in front of her. So, um, yeah, that's how that, that's, a, that's that trip down memory lane. <laughs> but anyways, people, uh, I'm going to get going. I want to make sure that you guys uh, tune in next week. Uh, I'm going to most likely have some guests come through. I'm very excited if they come through. And like I said, Uzi, hit me up. I would love to have you on the podcast. I'd love to groove out with you. And any artists or entertainers that are looking for a platform to perform on, please hit me up because I'd love to have this pitched and picked up by TaylorMade Radio and just bring more entertainment to the people and allow all of us artists to keep doing what we do, which is uh, what we love, which is perform. Anyways, people, stay safe out there. I'm going to be watching for the next 14 days. And if nobody dies, you guys have been the greatest test subjects. And I will see you back out there in July.